Hey, here we are with another episode of Maximize You. Hey, you got the wolf and the captain. How you doing? How you, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. Yeah, you are, dude. You look, are you are you gaining a little there, Richard? No, actually, you, I'm you about happy? the same. I mean, that's hypocritical for me. It kind of goes up and down, you know. You add a few pounds, you lose a kinda, few pounds. Kind of does. Comes and goes. You got a little pouch going on there. I just thought maybe you were happy. happy what they call it, fat and sassy? That too. Yeah. Yeah. It all kind of goes around. But you're enjoying your entrepreneurial go around, you know, I as, am. A, as an independent insurance professional, Medicare specialist mostly. But yep. you know, and you're also really starting starting to get your head wrapped around the whole thing with your coaching and, and doing videos and your websites. How's that coming along? It's coming along. Uh, it's a process, obviously. Sure. And I guess, you know, as I think about it, the first thing that comes to mind is the one thing I'm learning about this entrepreneur thing is, you know, today in today's environment, you have got to have a social media presence. You, you really, really do. do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. as much as I have a Facebook page, I have Instagram, I'm not truly very active mm. like I should be. So I just need to get on the ball with that. That's yeah. one thing I got to get kind of, even if I start slow, but just be steady. You know, and also think about, and think about t- today's guest, you know, we, we also, in order for you to really be effective, not only in sales, but in your coaching, you have to build some really solid relationships, don't you? Yes. You know, oh, absolutely. Whether, whether that just be with clients or strategic partners. Um, point, uh, what you, circles of influence, whatever the case might be, uh, relationships are really going to be critical, I would think, in that whole in that whole process. Well, sure, and a lot of our listeners know my philosophy on that. You know, for for go back to my early twenties, I wish I'd have known more about money, more about relationships, and more about leadership slash mindset. So I'm kind of narrowing it down as we've talked about a bit: mindset, money, and marriage. Yeah, there you go. And that was the reason we reached out to our current didn't for, I, for our gentleman tonight, Mr. David Bodwin. Didn't I give you that idea? Like you one may of our have, episodes, yes, I like think it came you did. Up, pulled it out of the air. Yeah, we could go back and listen to the podcast and see. But can let's I, get back to David. Can I copyright you? that? Could you? Could, could you? let do? Let's do that because we have a, a fantastic friend and we and, do. You know, David Bodwin is a guy who I, I I very much look up to. Literally, he's got a couple of inches on me, I think, but uh, on a good day. But he, you know, he's I've known him as pastor, I've known him as friend, uh, and even confidant. And he is really in thirty years of ministry, he's really built that reputation as some as someone who knows relationships, right? And we could always work on more on relationships. So I'm so glad Absolutely. that, uh, Dave, you're here with us tonight, man. And, it's uh, good to be here. Looking to pick your brain a little bit. Absolutely. Really, really good, good to be here. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, I reached out and I kind of pushed Scott to reach out to you because I really, as I've seen your journey and what you've been through, you know, I went to Crossroads for a little bit and I kind of used your counsel on and off a bit. But one thing I loved about you, David, was the fact you seemed very accessible. Mm. And a lot of pastors sometimes, no fault of their own or anything, but just because they're busy. Sure. So, And I like that about you. And then I heard you stepped out on your own, and I'm sure you'll tell us about that. But that's what I really liked is you were easy to talk to, open to talk to, and that's a good factor to have when it comes to what you do every day yeah well that's a huge compliment yeah so let's actually talk about that tell us a little bit about you know you you've been you've been in ministry share us with share with us and our listeners you know your journey through you know maybe how you got into ministry how you started getting into counseling and what are you doing right now yeah so you know i've been in ministry off and on for over 30 years and the last uh for 16 years i served on staff at crossroads church here in lafayette And great church, yep. and great pastor, great pastor, pastoral staff and team, and uh, 
I wore many hats there <laughs> as executive pastor. I'm sure you did, right? Buddy. And uh, but my favorite hat that I wore was counseling. Yeah, it just you know. Some people love to step up and preach to preach on a platform to a thousand people. Some people like to be in an office one on one, and that was me. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I enjoyed the preaching aspect of it, I just felt like when I was in off in an office one on one or with a couple, and I could walk with them through kind of from brokenness to healing. Yeah. Man, it was so satisfying to me. Absolutely, as a minister to see life change, you know, to, mm. to see it one on one. And know really that God had used me to be a part of that. Yeah. And and so, you know, it was a large church. I was doing pretty much all the counseling. So we really would only meet with people once or twice and we would refer them out. <clears throat> and I just began to hear over and over and over again how people just couldn't afford counseling. Just because yeah. it is expensive, you know. And, um, and I got to a point where I really felt like it was just I was ready for a change. Ready for a different season. Life is all about seasons. Yes. And uh, felt like it was time. Yeah. <laughs> felt like it was time for a different season. Uh, you know, ministry is amazing. Ministry is tough. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a pastor. You pray for your pastors because it's tough. It is very much. And I had young children, and I just felt like I needed a season where I could really focus more on my marriage and my family. And when I decided just trying to figure out what to do I felt like I wanted to meet a need and I, I felt like one of the greatest needs I could meet was affordable counseling here in Lafayette mm-hmm. I felt like I had the calling I felt like I had some wisdom and and I and I had businessmen who were willing to help me and, uh, and so that's what I did I, I launched out full-time two years ago and um, to offer affordable counseling to people here in Lafayette. And uh, it's just been an amazing journey, amazing two years. And, uh, you know, I still say I'm pastoring people. I'm just pastoring them from a different office. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, true. You know, <clears throat> and whether they realize I'm pastoring them or not, it doesn't really matter. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing. That's right. That's right. And, um, <clears throat> and it's just been amazing to see people who have no, you know, word travels, you know, your Facebook presence, your your social media presence is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I stepped out, I just assumed that I would be counseling people from churches, you know? Yeah. Right. Yep. And I get so many people who find me on Facebook, find me on Google, you know, yeah. Instagram. Good for you. And uh, so I'm counseling people who have absolutely no religious background and, and, you know, it's just an opportunity to really speak life to them into yeah. their into whatever problem they bring, but also to go much further than that. Absolutely, it's a, it's a great season. And I like how how you you say you're, you're still pastoring people. I've referred to David as Pastor Dave, even even <laughs> after he was he left, church, he, he left yeah. that church as, as a as a pastoral staff member. Because that's just the mantle you wear, right? <laughs> and and I also like that you say from from different, you know, either different religious backgrounds or maybe no religion. Sure. Because we all have that need to have that life spoken into us. We mm. all have that innate need to know that we are loved, that we're um, valuable, sure, and and that there's always um, hope and healing for any situation. Absolutely, so appreciate that without a doubt. Well, great. No, I, and I agree wholeheartedly. Again, you know, I think that. When you talk about serving a need, I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> if you were if you were able to do a survey of let's just say everybody in the Lafayette area. Mm. 
I mean, I would imagine probably 95% of people would raise their hand. Sure, I'll take some of that. You right. know, when it comes Absolutely. to helping me in my relationships, sure. whether that's at home, um, with my spouse, with my kids, you know, in the community, at work, wherever I'm at, you know, it's just crazy how we don't get that kind of training in the real world, right? You know, reading, exactly. writing, arithmetic, right? But nothing right. about life skills. Right. And I wish that could change, but hey, that's why we have opportunity, right? Sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Cool. So however you want to do it, Dave, why don't you kind of give us maybe a snapshot of, I guess when you visit with someone, they come to you for help. Do you have a strategy? Is it a matter of just kind of a lot of questions to see where their big challenges are? Or what, what, what's that process for you when you step out and kind of help somebody with the relationships or what happens? Yeah, so, you know... Um, and no trade secrets, of course, but, you know... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, first of all, I want to find out their story. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a product of our upbringing. Yeah, we are a product of our past, mm-hmm. right? And many times the issues we're dealing with today, and and let's just take marriage, many times the issues that we're dealing with in marriage really is not about our spouse, it's about us. And it's not just about us, it's about the people who raised us, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's regularly, I counseled a couple last night, he came from a family that was extremely quiet, she came from a family that was extremely loud. And, <laughs> Opposite and, track, right? Right. And whenever tension rises, he gets quiet and she gets loud, and they're trying to figure out why that's like that. I'm like, I can answer that really quick. Right, right. In, yeah. in my head, I'm hearing a movie voiceover. <laughs> she came from the loud side of the tracks. He was from the quiet. But together, they make magic. You know, something, anyway, going right, on. Right, right, right. ADD self And so, first, I want to hear their story. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah. quite ADD. Um, I want to hear their story. I want to hear the, where they come from. I want to know, you know. Yeah. And then, and then I want to know where they are now and what brought them to this place of feeling like they needed an outsider yeah. to help them. Uh, and then, you know, one of my first questions is, what is our goal? You know? Yeah. You yeah. Because, you, you know, you got to realize that you have a need before you can really find healing. Sure. Because if you don't realize you have a need, then you, you, we don't know if we really can help you. Right, right. right? You have to identify the problem, right? You know, right. You know, well, it's like that old adage, you know, if you don't know you're sick, you know, you don't think you need a doctor or something sure. along those lines. Right, right, right. I think that's, wow, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's you good. know, <clears throat> I guess I kind of stole it from AA. The first step is admit you got a problem, right? <laughs> um, hey, man. Just borrowed it, you know. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, as they say, no, nothing new under the sun. That's, that's right. exactly yeah, right. Make a exactly. job. That's right. So, you know, so I want our goal. You know, I want them to tell me what their goal is. Now, the problem is, is that when you're sitting down with a married couple and you go, what's the goal? Basically, they both point at each other and go, fix them. You're right. Right? Yeah, because it's always yeah. them. Yes, because it's always the other person that's the problem. Yeah. And, uh, and then that just opens the door for me to begin to help them understand, you know, that most of our issues is not about the people we're with, it's about us, mm-hmm. you know, and if we can begin to work on us instead of focusing on them, you know, healthy people make healthy marriages, healthy people make healthy relationships, healthy people make healthy employees and employers, right. and so if we can get healthy, 
then we have a better shot at being in healthy relationships. Yeah, wow. definitely. That's so true. You're right. The old adage, you know, work on yourself first, and everything around you kind of starts to change, right? Right, yeah, exactly. I firmly believe that. So you've probably come across folks that say, <clears throat> and especially if you have couples in, that will say, I don't need. I don't even know why I'm here. Oh. I don't need. I don't need it. You know, and I do find that in our in our day and age, there's there's a good amount of folks that you know, the, the the whole. I'm not going to say we're not talking about mental illness or anything. We're just counseling, life coaching, things like that. There, there's um, there's with some folks there's kind of a stigma about how why would anyone need that, and then there are some folks that are really open to it, which is good. So how do you how do you work with folks to help them to see that this is a good idea? You know that that you know need you well. Know, Maybe we do, but we have to uncover that a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that I, I have found in counseling is women are ready to go to counseling. Men hate going to counseling. Yeah. Right? Wow. And one of the differences, I tell people in counseling all the time, one of the differences between men and women is when women don't know how to do something, they typically figure it out. When men don't know how to do something, they typically do nothing. Mm. Because we're ego-driven, and we don't, know, we don't want people to know that we don't know how to do something. Right, yeah. Yeah, and we don't know how to fix that, women. Yeah. We don't know how to fix marriage, and so yeah. many times, so men are like, you know, women are dragging their husbands to counseling. Right? Mm. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. You know, for me, my goal is first of all to disarm them, mm-hmm. make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and help them understand they're not the whole problem, because mm-hmm. many times, and, and again, and it can work the other way as well. Many times when People come in for counseling. Somebody has told them they're the problem mm-hmm. and they need to get fixed. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's not always the case. Wow. You know, and so helping them understand that, you know, a lot of people deal with what they're dealing with because one of the, one of the, I guess one of the tricks maybe of the enemy, if I can use that term, mm-hmm. okay. would be to isolate us and convince us that we're not like everybody else because if he can convince us that we're not like everybody else then nobody nobody can really help us mm-hmm. right that's right and so <clears throat> you know so one of my goals is number one to disarm them you know i use i use humor it's just it's just <laughs> you're it works for me <laughs> you're right a funny guy, whether i'm preaching on a platform <laughs> or i'm in a counseling office and and i always tell stories about myself yeah just because I want to make people feel comfortable and I want them to know I'm not here because I have the answers. I'm here with you to help process this, yeah. to find out how to get from where we are to a healthier place. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to fix everything. Our goal isn't to fix everything. Our goal is to get from where we are to a healthier place. And then we'll get from there to a healthier place and, and we'll keep walking that journey. That's you so know? that's so key because again going back to they'll point to the other person fix this and we're not here to fix it we're not Bob the builder that's right. you know we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to guide we're trying to we're on a guided discovery is what is sure. what I'm getting there mm-hmm. on how to how to get to that place of of health you know and, and, oh, and healing well and I'll speak to uh, what you just said when Julie and I were having some challenges and we ended up splitting up. I forget how long, a couple of months maybe. I'm like, look, we need to go to some counseling. She was actually the one that was hesitant because mm. in her brain, she thought this counselor was going to tell him, you're the problem. 
so you need to fix it, which, and that was not at all the case. Sure. She was very open, and she kind of went both sides and talked to each of us, and which, what good counselors do, let's uncover all of this stuff mm. first, and then we'll go through it. So you make a very good point, and, you know, it's funny you say women are usually dragging them. In this case, it was the opposite, but once she got there, she felt really good, and it really started uncovering because the counselor was very, look, you got stuff, you got stuff, let's work with this sure. stuff and see how we can work through this stuff, right? Yeah, it's interesting because... You know, the problem with us is is that many times we don't go and seek help until we're broken. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't go to a counselor until our spouse says they're leaving. Right. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. now we want to reach out for help, which is fine. But, you know, I tell couples all the time, you know, <clears throat> for the price of one or two date nights, you can go do a little checkup with a counselor every once in a while and just mm-hmm. ask the question, how are we doing? You know, with yeah. the important stuff, with mm-hmm. communication, with intimacy, uh, maybe in the area of our finances, with our kids, how are we doing? And just get a little checkup. Because yeah. again, you know, if you wait till you're broken, it doesn't mean no one can fix you, but it sure takes a whole lot more work than if we would just kind of take some steps along the way. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. I, t- I think about that from a health standpoint, right? <clears throat> yeah. So what you're saying is I should go to the doctor and get my heart checked and my diabetes checked and get that blood work once a year so that in five years I don't drop dead because my diabetes and my heart quit working. Like you had right. all these things going on. <laughs> right, exactly. But I feel fine, yeah. you know. So You do until you don't, right? That, that's right, yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to p- kind of kind of piggyback on what you were talking about there and ask what so what are the keys do you, in, in your in your um, opinion what do you, what do you think are the keys to a healthy mm-hmm. vibrant relationship and 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 we and we can kind of and we can go ahead and, and say within the context maybe of a, of a committed relationship between two people but we can mm-hmm. also certainly talk about you know friends or yeah. you know just anything sure. in, in general so what do you think man well you know. I think the number one key to a healthy relationship is communication. Yeah, definitely. You know, I know that trust is in there. (laughs) You need to hear this. I know. You need to hear this. I know that, but I'm a scribbler. You already know that. I'm the voice of everybody. (laughs) You know, trust is in there, but trust many times really is built through communication. Communication. Sure. You know, Mm -hmm. and. You know, what happens, so let's just take marriage. Let's go back to marriage. You know, when you're dating, you know, there's great communication. Yeah. And then you get married, and then men quit talking. <laughs> right, right, no. right. And then our wives are asking for communication because most men don't realize communication is not just a desire of our wives. It is a need for women. Yes. Mm-hmm. There. Women need connection, and that connection begins with healthy communication, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Women are wired with a need for security and protection. It starts with healthy communication, which leads to, which leads to connection, which leads to them feeling secure and protected in their marriage. And, you know, men are wired with a need for respect, not yes, sir, respect, more affirming respect. That's right, yeah. And when women feel secure and protected in their marriage, it's easy for them to respect. Yeah, Right, but when there's not healthy communication, then they feel disconnected, right. and instead of feeling secure and protected, they feel insecure and vulnerable, and then it's easy for them to disrespect. Sure, ask my wife; she can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all reciprocal. I Absolutely, mean, it's, it's, it all works together. Right, right. You know, wow. so but yeah. I, I do think, and and again, we can take this out of 
the confines of marriage, confines yeah. of marriage, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a relationship without communication really is not much of a relationship. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I've worked, for, I work, I've worked for bosses who didn't really want to communicate, mm-hmm. and it always left you wondering where you stood. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah. Where do I stand? Yeah. Am, I, am I achieving? Am I failing? Mm-hmm. Am I, do you like what I'm doing? Do you not like what I'm, is the reason you're not talking to me because you don't like me? Mm-hmm. When the truth right. is they just weren't communicators. And that left, that, that was a very, in my opinion, those situations that I've been in were very unhealthy. Yeah, right. It, it brings me back to uh, my Burger King days. One of my supervisors, actually the first gentleman I worked with, trained me probably for the first little chunk of time. He made the comment that the employee evaluation you typically did every six months or a year, right? Mm. It shouldn't be a surprise was his statement. Mm. He yeah. said, so you should be talking to these yeah, folks all throughout the year. Right. All it is, it was powerful. One of my big takeaways when I was dealing with people as a manager as well is you need to be talking to people throughout the process, giving them some coaching, moving them in the right direction. Hey, you know, this isn't right. We need to get, be doing this, that kind of stuff. So that when it comes to that, it's just not a you know slam in the face, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so, good. And that's the same exact thing. Yeah. 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 That's it. And I think you're right, Dave, and – I'm sure you know you are because you do this for so long, right? <laughs> it's just take it out of marriage. I don't care what relationship you have. Is it at work? I mean, is it in the community? Is it with a, a good friend of yours? If there's not communication, there's no real true health there, right? Exactly. It's almost like a blood flow thing. Yeah. If the communication's not flowing back and forth, you're kind of starting to stifle things off, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. 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 true there. Yeah. You know... I'm thinking of a scripture that I've never used in this context before, so I may be totally off base, but we'll figure Please, that yeah, out. Bring it. We'll figure that out. Right. You know, scripture says life and death is in the power of the tongue. Oh, yes. And we yeah. often think about that with just the words that we speak. Yep. But the truth is, and again, I've never thought about it in this context till just now, that if there's no words, if there's no communication, that's bringing death. In other words, yeah. oh, that's good. communication right. that's breathes right. life. Go write that down. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Tweet that. Um, you know, when there's communication, there's life. Whether that's a marriage, a friendship, a job, whatever. Right. When there's not, well, that leads to something totally different. Absolutely. Man, that's mm-hmm. good, man. Right? Ah, no it is. about that. Yeah, yeah I never heard that. I'm going to use that. You're right. You should. I will. <laughs> right. And I want to point out also, you know, the idea of communication, It's and it almost goes without saying, but it's good to point out, it's a two-way street. So it's, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, because part of communication is not only the message, but there's the feedback loop, right? Mm. So, yeah. so you have to both be in tune with that, you know, for, for the one to say, X to the other and for X to come back and not Y or something else because then there was noise there whether it's external or internal mm-hmm. and something got miscommunicated right so there has to be that that feedback loop going on so we make sure we're on the same page that's almost Absolutely, like the rest yeah. of the story to communication I think mm-hmm. but it's huh. um but I, yeah but I really I really think because I can I can talk you know I guess maybe it's like the love languages, you know. I mean, I can I can talk at you or I can talk with you, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that's just a uh, for me at least that's that's yeah. an important um, continuation of that that whole concept. Hmm. My go, like I said, my go without saying. I'm, I'm I'm certainly not here to be profound. <laughs> it's just something I was kind of thinking. thinking no, and you're right. I think feedback's mm-hmm. important. No, yeah, I think feedback is important. If I if you know if if I'm trying, you know, as a as a man, I'll say it like that. If if I'm trying to help fix my relationship. Or no matter which way it is, if it's with a friend, a coworker, or at home, 
if I'm not getting something in return, yeah, I don't know if we're working. If this is getting better, if it's getting worse, sure. I don't know if I need to change my approach or ask different questions. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, so you definitely need to feed. Because, honey, I told you to take the trash out earlier, right? <laughs> oh, you know, it didn't happen, right? You just get a grunt and you move on. You know. Yeah. So anyway, hey, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, no, you first. Okay. So I'm just having this thought. You know, one of our issues today is because of technology, mm-hmm. we are more distracted than ever before so in history. Yes. I mean, I've, we live yep. distracted, yep. right? I was yeah, with a friend last week in Atlanta, and I was getting text messages on my Apple Watch. Yeah. And he, he looked at me and goes, you want to be with your watch or me? <laughs> oh, right? that's good. Huh? And I'm like, and this, is what, and this is my question to him. I said, so you don't have an Apple Watch? He goes... No, because I like people, and I want to engage with people. Oh, man. Ooh, wow. I'm like, hey, we're not friends anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, seriously, so we true. are more distracted mm-hmm. and less focused than ever before in history. Yep. It's true. Yeah. You know, one of the, the, the best-kept secret features of our phones that I've come to realize is airplane mode. Mm. Oh, sure. There. You know, Just, I, whoop, airplane for 15, 20 minutes. Sure. Just a short period of time. Yeah. yeah. So glad, Pastor, that you said that because I hear people constantly in, in, in this day and age um, say, oh, we've never been busier than we before than now. No, we're more distracted. Mm, yeah. That's and, true. And, and, and I think that's where it is. Stop, we're not good. more busy. Kids have always had soccer games and football mm-hmm. and scouting. You've always had this going on. You've always had that going on. Mm-hmm. You didn't have this. You walk into any restaurant anymore, yeah. you know, if they're able to get their chicken sandwich at Popeye's, you probably have four people <laughs> oh, gathered around oh, the table oh, doing this while they're eating their chicken sandwich, right? Or or yeah. when you go to the restaurant or anywhere, they're doing And they're if they're sitting in the movie theater waiting for the movie, mm-hmm. what are they doing? Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... Oh, it, yeah. it, I, I, I will tell you, it's... It bothers me. It bothers me because we have things like divorce. I'm going to get on a soapbox because we have divorce rates that are high. We got fatherless kids. Mm-hmm. We got all these issues going on as a society. We're so informed on here that we're getting dumb, you know, and we're we're yeah. not getting we're not getting wise to our relationships, and yeah. that this is where the priority is. Well, the, one, the, the, the two little things I'm going to want to say leading back to that is that you know we're so informed, but we don't do a whole lot of with that information, right? You know, we may go in how to work with my spouse and fix this problem, and you get a little information, but do you actually execute it sure. and try to use it is the one thing, you know. So before we go too much further down that rabbit hole, my, no. my old Bible professor used to say chase a rabbit. Totally. We're chasing that one to kind of bring it back in. That part, I, I, that's my, I usually do that, though. That's usually me. That usually let's, is. Let's talk about this, though. So how would, you, how would you approach maybe a couple when they're talking about communication issues and things, and that comes up? Well, first of all, it comes up all the time. Okay. Right, yeah, no surprise. Um, comes up all the time. And listen, here's the problem: is that it's not just a distraction; it's an escape. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Technology has become an escape. Oof. If we don't want to be in the situation we're in, we just escape to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which is just somebody else's reality, not ours. Sure. Yeah. Right. And many times we leave our reality to focus on somebody else's when ours is unhealthy and needs attention. Yeah. So it does come up all the time. You know, so, you know, addiction to technology is a real deal. Mm -hmm. Right? It is, very much. It really is. 
And many times you have one spouse who wants to communicate and the other one, it's not about not just wanting to communicate. Again, they're in somebody else's world mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's very uh, devaluing to a spouse. Yes. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's very damaging to a marriage. Sometimes it's both of them. Mm-hmm. They just... They're not communicating because they're both living on their phone. They're both laying in bed, you know, or sitting on the couch and <laughs> right. both doing this, right. yeah. you know. Yeah, so, you know, two easy things. Uh, my wife and I do a thing called couch time. That means every afternoon when we get home, mm. right, we don't answer the phones, we don't turn on TVs, and we just sit 15 to 25 minutes and communicate about our day. Now, I love it. The truth is, it's usually my wife talking and me nodding, (laughs) right? But I'm engaged. I'm focused. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's no phone anywhere around us. Yeah, yeah. That's a great, that's that's a simple, anybody can do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The second thing is we don't bring technology into our bedroom. We don't have a TV in our bedroom and we don't have one in there on purpose. Yep. Right? Yep. And and we, we bring our phones in at night. But we, we're not on, on technology. Yeah, yeah. Right? Sure. Um, because it's just an unnecessary distraction mm. in really an important room in the house. Yeah. And definitely. so, um, you know, there are some little things you can put in place. You know, when I was at uh, on staff at the church, there were some calls I just couldn't not take. Right? Yeah. My pastor, the emergency line came to my phone. Different people. So I put you know, the, one of the great things about technology, I put specific rings for the numbers I could not miss. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I would just set my phone down when I walked in the door and I just would make a commitment. I'm going to take a, an hour and just be with the family. Yeah. You know, and again, it's first time you do it, it's a challenge. <laughs> it is. You know, right. I mean, it is a challenge and, and, and it takes a while to adjust. But the truth is, it really comes down to what do we want to prioritize? Wow. Our wife, our children, or everybody else. And that's what that boils down mm-hmm. to. Because when you get on, when you get on the the, the the phone, and it's not probably nine times out of ten, it's either Candy Crush or social media, right? <laughs> it, you know, it's it is somebody else. You're going down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing. I was, I was, it was, we were talking about the escape. You know, once upon a time, a man could go out to the to the cave or just go out to the field mm-hmm. or something, but he'd have to come home because there's only so much you can see out there. Or, right. you know, dude, he'd have to come home eventually. Mm-hmm. When you get on social media, it's such a black hole. I mean, right. it's just this insidious trap mm-hmm. and because it's one swipe after another, after another, oh, after yeah. another. Oh, yeah. One thing, they have learned how to do that. I think, and I'm sure you know this, David, but, I mean, they say it's the same type of addiction with the phones and, you know, the notifications, the dings, the buzzes, the bips, as... Um, being addicted to drugs sure. or being addicted Absolutely. to dopamine hit, gambling. You know. It's that dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly yeah. why people love it. They're like, oh, yeah, let me feel good. It lights up the little pleasure centers in the brain, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and releases those more. endorphins. and yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's a good one. So now let's get a couple more strategies um, for, you know, our, our couples and their relationships. What are some things that, I guess, what are the action steps? What are What are things that people can do that maybe – are the easy fixes, maybe, you think? Yeah. So, you know, first of all, when I'm working with a couple, or and, and again, and even an individual who has dealing with an issue, I'm not looking long-term, I'm looking short-term. Because many times when we try to think of things 
long term we get overwhelmed and do nothing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so I literally many times go you know can you do this for two weeks All right mm-hmm. let's be consistent Good. for two weeks mm-hmm. and then reevaluate right or let's mm-hmm. do this for 30 days and then reevaluate and Good. see if this is working mm-hmm. is a positive or a negative you know when I'm dealing with couples you know I normally give them a very easy exercise you know men need respect women need security mm-hmm. bottom line and you know I give them the exercise to sit down and just go ask your females ask your husband what are two things I do that make you feel respected because if if I'm doing something right, I want to repeat it. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Give right. me two things I'm doing that make you feel respected. Give me two things I'm doing that make you feel disrespected. And give me two things that I could do better. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. That that are like not that. in that respect category. Right? Okay. And, um, and you know, husbands ask your wives, two things I do that make you feel secure, two things I do that make you feel insecure, and what are two things I could do better? And, and take a couple of those things and go, let's take 30 days and let this be our focus, right? Mm-hmm. We've just said, I want this from you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if, that, if I'm important to you, then this is important to you, even if it makes sense or not. Again, you know, there are things I do with my wife, not because I love to do those things, but because I love my wife. That's right. right. Yes. And so when your spouse says, I need these two things from you, take 30 days, and go, okay, for the next 30 days, we're going to focus on this. It's an exercise. Mm-hmm. And then sit down at the end of the 30 days and go, what worked? What didn't work? What did I do right? What did I, where did I miss it? Again, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're not going to solve everything. We're just taking a short time frame to work on getting from where we are to a healthier place. Yeah. Knowledge, but I will say this. Like knowledge equals responsibility. And so mm-hmm. once you have knowledge of what your spouse needs... Same thing on your job. When you go to your boss wow. and you go, hey, what can I do to be better? You know, what, what, what am, where am I missing it? Well, once you have knowledge, knowledge equals responsibility. Mm-hmm. And now you, you know and now you're responsible to do something with that knowledge. Yeah. Wow. And what I like about what I'm hearing from you, David, is that everything that you're presenting, your approach, seems very practical. Mm. It doesn't require, you know, our, our good friend Sarah Davi, Kiss mm-hmm. Health Coaching. Yeah. I, I, I visited with her recently, and, you know, she really reiterated, you know, you can go to trainer. She, she's into health coaching. Sure. Yeah, she's amazing. And, yeah. Oh, you know Sarah. Oh, you know Sarah. Yeah, she's so, amazing. Uh, man, I love that we have the, the circle, that all, <laughs> all the cool kids. You're right. But, you know, we have this conversation. She said, you know, if you want, like, advanced, you know, metrics and this and that, you can go to these people over here, and that's fine if that's what you want. But if you want a really practical approach mm-hmm. to health and wellness and fitness. She goes, I'm your girl all day. And that's what I really like about Sarah's approach. Mm-hmm. So David's approach is also very practical. You know, I mean, yeah. if, if it's a little more hard, you know, kind of deep, you know, maybe there's some other thing, but for, for these relationship issues and, and, yeah. and again, getting back to uh, uh, the health and the wholeness, I like that, that perspective and that mm-hmm. mindset. I can't wait to go back and listen to this again. Oh, um, absolutely. Because, it's when you if, when you can take those practical steps to get back to that health. It just mm-hmm. it just seems like it's it's like a snowball and just mm. kind of keeps going. You got to maintain it though, right? Sure, absolutely. But it's practical. It can yeah. be done. Yeah, In other know. words, it's within reach. Right. Oh, absolutely. I think, and that's and that's important. Yeah, that people well, understand that. David, you brought up something earlier, and you talked about many times it's ego, right? 
Uh, yeah. And I don't, and you know, men, we think of man and ego, but I think it can be ladies too. Sure. We all have an ego of, you know, well, I know what I'm doing and I, 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 yeah. right? And it just kind of becomes a, a challenge in there sometimes. And once you can put the ego down a little bit and just say, okay, how can I get better, mm. right? How can I get better? Mm. <laughs> and I think it's a good place to be. And that's really what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, asking those questions, getting that feedback, and okay, sure. taking some actions, taking that knowledge, using responsibility, and doing down that road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would say this to men. <clears throat> you know, I tell couples all the time, women tend to be clued in, men tend to be clueless when it comes to marriage. <laughs> yeah. We think we're in a good marriage until we get home one day and our wife's packing up and going to her mama's house. Right. Right. And we all say the same thing. Why didn't you tell me? And they all say the same thing. I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just telling you, you know, the the rate of women who are having affairs is higher than ever before. Mm. I have. Really? I have. Wow. I have. You know, I'm a small agency. I counsel a lot of couples, but I have an overwhelming amount of couples that I'm seeing right now where the woman has been either emotionally or sexually unfaithful. And it all comes down to the same, the same, everyone has the same story. And that is, I beg my husband to pay attention. I beg my husband to communicate. I beg my husband to be intimate with me, spend time with me and the kids. And he wouldn't. And eventually somebody came around who would. Yeah. Wow. And I was just drawn to it. Right. And, and you know, mm-hmm. many times we, when our marriage isn't healthy, we're looking for some outside source when the truth is we, many times we create our own problems yeah. by simply not being attentive to the needs of our spouse. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and again, you can apply that to other relationships on your job. You know what you should be doing, and you're not doing it. When you lose that job, you don't blame your boss. It's an opportunity yep. to step back and go, what did I do wrong? And that's Im- I think mm-hmm. that's important for people to hear, especially in this kind of a day and age where there's this entitlement mentality with a lot of folks. It's like, you know what? You, you really do get what you what you earned, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if so cases like that, you know, if you're, if you're not getting as far as you need with some things, mm-hmm. look at look at what you've been doing, you know, and give write yourself a reality check you can cash. Yeah. You know, sometimes it has to come from someone else. To, hmm. So, okay, sure. with that little bit of nugget right there, that that was actually probably a, a little rock. That was more than a nugget. That was a, that right was a boulder right, right there, Richard. Right? <laughs> rock. What's the one thing, though, that men can do, you think, then, Dave? What's a, I mean, again, and I, I like the practicality you gave them earlier, but what's maybe something else that a man can do to maybe a quick checkup? What's that self-check that they can do for their marriage? Well, or relationship. It could be a fiancé. It could be just, you know, they're dating for five, ten years, whatever. Yeah, so, you know, I think one of the things is that men are more tired today than ever before. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about our great-grandfathers and our grandfathers, you know, they worked a job where there was a retirement, right? Yeah. They had a date on a calendar when they knew there was a stopping point. Yep. Okay. Okay? Yep. Our dads had some of that, not as much, but there was still some hope in whether it's Social Security or they work for a company that had a pension, mm-hmm. right? right? Today, there is no end in sight for us. Yeah, keep going. There's no end. Mm-hmm. We don't work for companies who there's a, a date where you're going to retire. We all work. We all switch jobs. 
right? Yep. Scott knows that. I know that very well. Um, Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, Bather, Dave. <laughs> it's um, very true. Very and true. so... <clears throat> don't, don't touch me. <laughs> that was funny. I just had condescending you putting your hand on my shoulder like <laughs> that. that. <laughs> and so because there's no end in sight, so many times men are so tired. Yeah, yeah. Mm, good point. And let me just tell you, I hear it all the time in my office. Women are basically overwhelming saying, I feel like I'm doing everything. And he, all he talks about is being so tired. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Okay. And And I do think... That that leads to disengagement, mm. right? Mm. Remember, mm. our wives. Again, I hate to keep going back to marriage, but our wives need connection. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to feel connected to somebody who's not interested in participating, not interested in partnering, not interested in connecting. And so, I do think for men. Men got men have to step back and and ask themselves the question: Am I really engaged with my wife and my children? Because many times we're disengaged and we don't understand the long term ramifications of that. Sure. Right. Yep. Um, Richard, what was your question? Because I kind of I think I kind of hijacked it maybe a little bit. No, no. You I think you nailed it actually. Maybe you just didn't realize it. But I was like, what's that one thing the men can do to oh, kind of okay. do a little yeah. self check? And I think you just I said think that's is, it. Yeah. Is ask, step back and ask the question, and maybe you know, I guess if you got the guts enough, ask your spouse, "Am I really engaged with our marriage and with our kids?" You know, to really know, and that's that's a good question. Again, I think we have to be uh, courageous enough to, mm. to take the answer, right? Sure. Sometimes it may not be what we're expecting. Right. You know, um, that, that's always a challenge for sure. But, no, I like that. That was really good. So now how about on the other side of the table? What can the ladies do? Yeah, so, you know, what gets celebrated gets repeated. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, sure. And many times... Women, man, you get me in trouble here. I was good. Well, <laughs> many times, you know, women focus on what we're not doing right, yeah, and, and the negatives, and constantly reminding someone of what they don't do right will never change them. That's right. Or what they do wrong will never change them, right? Because everybody does something well, mm-hmm. right? Yep, and. Look for things to celebrate. Men need respect. And again, that's not a yes, sir, respect. That's an affirmation. Uh, yeah. Respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, affirm. Men want to feel affirmed for what they do and that they do it well. Very important distinction. Mm-hmm. You know? Huge, huge mm-hmm. important. Yeah, and so, you know, every once in a while, my wife, my wife has two jobs. She works very hard, probably harder than I do. Mm-hmm. I know she does. She might be listening, so I know she does. Tara, Tara is a rock star. <laughs> That's right. So I'm just going to tell you. And Tara's an oil, uh, a marketing director for an oil company and yep. three restaurants. And she, she works hard. Yeah. And there are times when we sit down at the table and for dinner, and Tara will say to my children, girls, aren't you so glad we have food to eat because Dad knows how to keep a job? Dad can keep a job because Dad works so hard, right? And yep. listen— I'm just telling you, I know that she knows she works just as hard, really harder than I do, uh-huh. but she's just taking a simple moment to affirm me and to affirm me in front of the people that matter to me mm-hmm. that yeah. I matter, that what I do, somebody notices what I do. 
And so many times, men feel like they're working their tails off and nobody yep. notices. And yeah. no, one, no, one, no one really appreciates it. And sometimes, again, go back to words, a simple thing like that can make a man feel like, number one, I matter, number two, I'm loved, and number three, I don't want to be anywhere else but here. And it doesn't take that much. Mm-hmm. And that's it's really Simple. it's literally that. E- I, I, ag- I agree with that because that's that's been my experience. And I'll tell you, it hurts. You know, you get on social media, and you'll see. Um, you know, we we live in that empowerment, and nothing against the women at all. But I see. A, I, I sometimes I see men bashing. Just sure. You know, I had I had one of my friends put on social media. Men, ba 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 ba. And I say, you know what? I've had enough of this. Mm. And I was very gen- I was very general, but I was firm. And I, but all I did was put all men. I know. Yeah. And just that I one think, simple sure. thing, into which she had to concede. Well, no, all men. It's mm-hmm. like, and you know, and a lot of a lot of dudes, we bring it on ourselves, right? Because we're stupid. Sure, we're idiots. You <laughs> yeah, know, my right. God, we do. you know. But when you when you you look at men, you look at fathers and how they're portrayed in the media. I think that's a big culprit of this, right? But but again, mm-hmm. men have largely done it to ourselves. But I, I think if we could just stop and call a timeout on ourselves, and show that mutual mutual admiration, mm-hmm. mutual respect, but but like as Pastor David said, that respect. Oh, no, you know, I like I that. I mean, that's just, uh, ladies, that's all it that's takes. Good. You know? Well, and that leads into a question, and, and I'm going to assume you probably do, but how do you feel gratitude fits into this whole picture? And do you mm. talk about that in your counseling yeah. sessions? Yes, yeah. sure? because, you know, hmm. so there are times, so for instance, I grew up in a house, um, I grew up in a house where the women worked inside and the men worked outside, right? Yeah. Well, that was in that age, really. Right. Labor-intensive job exactly. that most men had, right. And, you know, so in my mind, it's when I come home, it's my wife's job to make sure that kitchen's clean or the house mm-hmm. is whatever, right? right? And, and I feel completely responsible for the yard now. Again, we, my wife will cut the grass and I will wash dishes regularly, <laughs> right? Yes. So it's not, we don't have chores. Yeah. We've learned to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. When somewhere in the back of my brain, inside's my wife's job, and I walk in and go, hey, thanks for cleaning the kitchen today. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. that, again, words, there's no easier way to breathe life into your marriage than with healthy words Mm -hmm. and when you go to something that my wife was home that the kitchen needed to be clean and she just did what needed to be done and somebody walks in and goes hey thank you so much for cleaning the kitchen it it's gratitude it's Mm life-giving Somebody, somebody, listen, we all want to be appreciated for what we do, men Absolutely. or women. Yes, yeah. we do. And it takes mm-hmm. something so simple. So here's a, here's a, I don't, I don't, I'm an iPhone guy, so I don't know how this works on Oof. Androids. Oof. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you Apple users. Are you too, Wolf. Get up, look, yeah. Hey. We all know where they're with Pastor gonna, David. I'm going to shift to this side of the table. What is this, <laughs> like the, the, the goat and the sheep here? That's right. What is Pretty this? much. Oh, yeah, okay. we're going to get you, man. But, you know, there's a thing, there's a, there's an Apple app on every iPhone. And, again, I don't know how it works on Android, Androids, but it's called Reminders. And you can... You can do a location reminder. So I have a location reminder on my iPhone. Oh, wow. Every time I drive into my driveway, oh, I, like that. I get a reminder saying, look for something nice to celebrate. Ooh. 
Are you wow. listening, folks? Look, this is a nugget. Pay right? attention. But so apparently, but if you're an Android user, you're hosed. Okay, right. so I'm sorry. So but if you're an iPhone there's no hope user, for you. there's we're, we're, there's no hope. We're gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way. Let's be clear. We're not. He said he didn't know how it works on Android. That's right. So if That's you would right. like to explore that option and help us out, then you'd be more than happy to. I'm I gotta believe. It. I know they got reminders. I'm not sure about the location. Well, there's remind. Oh yeah, it's not nearly that highfalutin. Yeah. So I guess it's more about traditional family values with the Android than it is with the. Uh, <laughs> oh my lord. Totally kidding. Here All we right. go. Here I we love go. that, Dave. That's so important though because what happens with a lot of guys when Mm -hmm. when we're you know from even from the time we leave the office to the time we get home what do we still have on our minds yeah work work Mm -hmm. we 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 don't it's it's challenging for us to switch out of the work mindset even as we get home and as we try to get into the routine of the evening i think that's i think that's a great um a great tool well i want to tell you a quick side note here is if i go into my reminders here i've got a few uh, one of them's check the AC filters once a month, review my work notes at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, I got But yeah. Here's, here's, here's my favorite one here lately is be more flexible for Julie when she needs me. Be kind, loving, understanding of her needs. Yeah. Mm. That's, That's a good. reminder every day it comes up for me. Yeah, you're being very proactive with yeah. that. You know, there's three, you know, going back to what gets celebrated gets repeated, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. There are three types of people that like recognition. They're men, women, and children. Mm. That's right. <laughs> so That's everyone, right. everyone just needs it's that. True. Just needs that touch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've talked about gratitude a bit. Another one I want to bring up a little here is um, we hear a lot about it. And actually, I was talking with some men here over the past weekend where it came up is love languages. Mm-hmm. Do you dig into that at all? Absolutely. Gary Chapman. Yeah. 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 I mean, Gary Chapman's book on love languages really is one of the core ways to um, speak love into your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, there's five love languages. There's gifts. There's uh, acts of service. Mm-hmm. There's words of affirmation. There's touch. And there's time spent. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, so it, simply put, for me and my wife, my everybody has a primary and a secondary. Mm-hmm. My primary is gifts. My secondary is words of affirmation. My wife's primary is time spent, and secondary is uh, uh, acts of service. Mm-hmm. When we got together, I was buying her stuff because if she wants to say I love you to me, <laughs> buy me something. Uh-huh. It can be two dollars. Yeah, yeah. It You're just doing the same it thing. speaks yeah, love. Yeah. So I we make the assumption that others yes. receive love the same way we do. Right. So I'm buying stuff until my wife looks at me and goes, "Hey, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Just spend time with me." I'm that's like, right. Okay, first of all, that's cheaper, right? <laughs> oh yeah. And, 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 yeah, it is. The wallet so, is not lighter after. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and listen. But here's what, here's what happens. When you know your spouse's love language, so when things aren't good at my house, I know exactly where to go. That means I haven't spent time with my wife or she's been asking me to do something that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she feels devalued because that's important to her. Mm-hmm. And so I know exactly where to go. Time spent, I send my wife, my, I send my kids to my sister's house, mm-hmm. and I just hang out with my wife. Right, and that speaks love to my wife. Mm -hmm. And so things aren't good at my house. She buys me something. I'm all about it. Right, (laughs) and you know, here's the deal: you can read the book, but you don't have to. You just go on the Five Love Languages website. They'll email you the test. You take the test, and right there, it will tell you what your love languages are, and it will give you a description of each one. Wow, it's that simple. There's a good freebie for it. I was about to say, it seems like like a couple, especially a couple who's maybe Mm -hmm. in that premarital stage, that Mm -hmm. engagement stage, would want to do something like that, huh? Sure. No, I agree. I think it would be a foundational step for any relationship, really. 
Yeah. You know, if you've got a, a you know significant other or someone you're dating, even I think that's a big, big deal. For what's sure. yours, Richard? Yeah. What's your What's your primary love language? I think it's words of affirmation. Really? Yeah, and then maybe gifts second. I'm not sure. You're a swell guy. You're a swell guy. I'm going to go buy you a cup of coffee. I don't focus on mine so much as I do Julie's. Hers is time spent and acts of service, I believe. A lot of women have acts of service. Yeah, I would say that about Julie for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I I made a little note here earlier when we were talking about men, what's something they can do. The thing that came to my mind was buy them some flowers. You know, and look, and my wife, you know, she doesn't like to necessarily spend money on herself, right? Sure. As many women might not. But, you know, just a $10 bunch of the random flowers at the shop and put them in a vacant and have them on the table when she comes in, I mean, that makes a big difference. It really right. does. And then I, sometimes for her, um, I'll surprise her and wash her car. Uh, she got this big panel van, so it yeah, takes that me takes all. Yeah, but, sure. But, then, but anyway, <laughs> it's a good act. She's like, oh, that was so sweet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, mine, mine is like words of affirmation too. And Tori, you know, um, my sweetheart, when we when we had got hit that one hundred day mark, and we t- mm-hmm. we actually had that conversation very early on. So like, what do you think is your love language? Mm-hmm. You know, um, which I don't think she'd ever been asked before. But you know, good for you, slick like that, right? So, <laughs> but I told her that for our one on our one hundred day mark. She hands me um, a, a little container with a hundred little slips of paper, hundred things I love about you. Wow! And they were all different. That's nice. which was really impressive to me because, like, um, no doubt. I, could, I could probably get like six, and you know. And you were gonna say, "I don't know what I got for you." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let me go into the store, honey. No, <laughs> but you know, but her, but hers is time with her though, right? right so that's yeah. that's you know where we'll spend time. We'll go out that's or good. just hang out, you know. Whatever, but it was it just but it touched me so much because I'd never been given that kind of a gift before. Mm-hmm. So, but it but she keyed in on that real just like, man, I'm gonna do this for my man, and yeah. it really communicated love to me. That's so. good stuff. That is. Well, I, we don't want to take up too long. We might have it's, to do a, two parts. This here, is a long one too. Well, I'm like, sure we could. You know, Dave could give us all kind of good nuggets. Oh my gosh, stuff, so we, we're gonna have to have him back. That might be a good <laughs> idea as well. Might. But one other thing Maybe. I'd like to oh. touch on, to be honest with you, is. Let's shift this a little bit in relation to our children, maybe in that family environment, and maybe even, you know, brother to sister. You know, we hear so much about bullying nowadays, right? Mm, And I don't know that we can tackle all that tonight, but what are some things that you might see, or does that even come up in your counseling sessions to where, you know, the the children factor of that, right? You know, are, are any of them deficient, or does that come in sometimes? You know, I'm having a problem with my child, what can I do kind of thing? Yeah, you know, um, I see children as a, um, that's when you really need someone who specializes in that, Mm -hmm. right? I don't counsel children. Right. Um, There are people who, because you got to be so careful. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're dealing with children, you have the ability to really help them or really hurt them, Mm -hmm. to really reinforce positive if you're not careful, you can reinforce negative, right? Um, and But I will say this, is that many times we don't realize that we're modeling relationships and we're modeling life for our children. And again, right, so we talked earlier about healthy people make healthy relationships. Well, healthy people produce healthy children, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's not about out of the womb. That's about the growth process. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, you cannot 
let your kids live in dysfunction and then and then wonder why they became dysfunctional, right? Wow. You can't model dysfunction for them and then try to figure out why your kids are dysfunctional. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, listen, Scripture says a student is not above their teacher. And as parents, we are the teacher, and our kids are our student. Yeah. Right? And, they're, and yeah. they're taking notes. Yeah. So besides so, being a positive example, what would you say is maybe, aside from that, which is absolutely critical, what is the number one thing that parents, and, and I'm also thinking as a father, say, yeah. what is the number one thing that we can give to our kids? Yeah. From a parenting, what do you think? Just your opinion. What do you think? Hmm. Man, let's see. The number one thing we can give to our kids. Well, I I hate to go I hate to to go back to this. No, it's okay. But I, I'm gonna say, you know, words of affirmation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I agree Speaking with that. Speaking life. Listen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, a kid who is mm-hmm. praised at home. I'm not saying they can't be bullied. But I'm just saying it has less of an effect. Yeah. Right? Because they're, when, when, it, when, you're, when our kids are built up at home, then mm-hmm. that stuff has less of an effect on them, I, I mm. think. I agree wholeheartedly. Right? I really do. Yes. That's good. Um, yes, sir, I do. And yep. so I really do think that, and it seems so easy to us, but the truth is, there are plenty of people I talk to who are not doing that with their children. And they're focused. Again, remember, what gets celebrated gets repeated. Mm-hmm. And with our children, when we focus on all the negatives, that's what's going to get repeated. It's just the truth. You're absolutely wow. right. I had a, a manager once. I forget what restaurant I was at at the time, but he made that comment that... You know, so if I keep talking about them doing it right long enough, then they'll start doing it right more often. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you still have to correct some issues here and there. You know, obviously, if it gets too far out of line, but you're right. And when Scott asked that question, that was the first thing that came to mind, is celebrate what you want to get repeated. Mm. Right? Make a yeah. bigger deal about it. I, one of the gentlemen I listen to on social media a lot, he tells the story of his mom that they were going to, I don't know, McDonald's or some restaurant, and he stopped. He was probably 13 or so. He stopped and opened the door and let some lady walk in. He said she talked about that event like he had won the Nobel Peace Prize. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Made such a big deal about it that he's like, oh, wow, okay. Right. You know, and he's one of the kindest. You know, he runs a big company, but he's a very kind and very empathetic kind of guy. Sure. And probably because of that one particular thing for a big portion of it, I'd imagine. That's why I like going back to this, the, you know, the, the old sandwich method of, of evaluation, yeah. you know, from our Toastmasters back You like sandwiches, I'll, though, Scott. I do love a good sandwich. <laughs> Had a few. Had one for lunch today, as a matter of fact. Do you care about that, too? No, I'm just quite kidding. all right. <laughs> so... So it was a nice, nice MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato. What was that? Princess Bride. Anyway, where, where you, you know, when you're, when you're giving that feedback to somebody, you know, it's, you have two layers of that positive, you know, constructive, you know, um, feedback and then, uh, or, or, or excuse me, it's, it's, it's positive feedback and then, and then it's in, layered into, in the middle is that constructive feedback where it's not meant to, to destruct 
or to tear down. It's meant to build up, right? Mm-hmm. But you but you lead out with that that real positive mindset, you know, and to give them that positive reinforcement so that because that's what you want them to repeat. You work on this, but this is really where I want you to repeat, you know, and, and continue to build and do those things. So hey, so I had another thought. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Hey, no, no, go right ahead. No, man. So we're gonna go to scripture, please. Sure. So John 13 is a very interesting passage. Um, I didn't double-check my reference, but I'm pretty sure it's John 13. Um, So Jesus is in the upper room with all of the disciples, and Scripture says this. Christ, realizing that all power on earth had been, all power under heaven and on earth had been given to him, knelt down and washed the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Um, and many times what happens is, so, I mean, Jesus realizes not only is, it, is he the most powerful person in the room, he's the most powerful person on the earth. And the Bible says when he understood that, his reaction was to serve. Mm. And many times wow. what we do is in our homes, we see ourselves as the authority mm-hmm. and, and what we, which is true, we are. But the question is, what are we doing with our authority? Yep. How are we using our authority? And many people are using their authority to berate, to um, downsize people. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to take a, uh, a lesson from Christ, the truth is, is that what we should do with our authority is serve. Yes. Right? Yep. Serve yep. our children. Oh, yes. Listen, you want to have a healthy marriage, go serve your spouse mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Right? Just look for one thing to do. Yeah. Um, That's right. You know, and, and so, uh, you know, that. And then the other thing, you know, that I think we, my wife and I do well with our kids is we teach them to serve people who mm-hmm. can't serve them back. Right. Right? Yeah. Wow. So once every, cu- every couple of months, my wife and I get the kids. Our, kid, our daughters are 11 and 13. We go to McDonald's and we go, okay, tonight's not about us. <laughs> and we'll order six or seven um you know, quarter pounder meals, all in separate bags, with bottles of water. Oh. We go downtown and we just hand out food to, to homeless people. And yep. we just tell them it's very simple. Hey, we're here tonight because Christ loved you so much. He sent somebody to make sure you had something to eat. <laughs> and that's literally, it's that's that so simple. Oh, wow. But I'm just telling you, our kids love mm. it. No because, doubt. I mean, it's so simple and it's not that expensive. Wow. And... It's just modeling to your children. You know, we live in a culture, we're spoiled. Yes, we are. I mean, we're spoiled and and we're selfish. Wow. Right? Yeah. And that simple act, in my opinion, reminds our children that they're not the most important people in the world. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they think they are, just like we think we are. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and that makes you feel good every time you do it. Absolutely. I don't care. doubt. I don't that care hearing that Richard Myers aren't sweaty, yours are sweaty, man. <laughs> I got, that actually touched me, man. God, that was so good, baby. Oh man, that's good stuff. Yeah, that so. was. Yeah, that was good. Well, and you know, it comes back, and, and we'll kind of bring this in for a landing, huh, Scott? Yeah, drop the landing here. From a standpoint of, you know, if if we had to kind of try to look at all these these nuggets we dropped today and encapsulate them, I mean, it really comes back to love. It comes back, you know, to agape love, right? Sure. That love in which love. we, yeah. and it's hard to do. Love is work. 
you know? Yes, it's it's not like <laughs> it, the foo-foo feeling that no, no, you no, hear right. in songs and right. movies. It is work. It is a, it right. is a verb. That's right. Agape you know, love talks about, and correct me, Dave, uh, but it talks about I prefer you over myself. Right. Expecting it's, nothing in return. There you yeah. go. Exactly. Well, you know, you're you're preferring to do something for someone else for no reason except because you love them. Sure. And you want them to do something. It's the love. It's the love that um, Paul writes about in Ephesians five when he says, yes. um, you know, husbands love your wives. That's agape love. That's the same love sure. that you read about in yeah. John three sixteen with God's hallmark card when he cared enough to get in the very best from her hallmark. <laughs> right, God so right. loved the world that he gave his, his only begotten son. Right. It's that. It's just a sacri- It's a sacrificial, selfless mm-hmm. love. Oh, right. And, and you know, like I say, and I think, you know, it's that love that, you know, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. And when you really think about that, okay, how did Christ love the church? Well, he gave yeah, everything sir, for the sure. church, didn't he? You know, and again, not to get spiritual or religious here, but I believe truly, and, and I'm glad this is going out on the airwaves, the Bible is nothing more than a great book with a lot of great stories and principles in it. Mm. You know, sure, it came from a creator, and I, I believe in God wholeheartedly, but when you really break it down to its basics, there's so many stories in there about life principles. And I think everything comes from that. You know, all the success yeah. books on the shelf we see, they ultimately stem back from all those principles. Hmm. They're just said in a lot yeah. of different ways. I, I think we talked about that at lunch, actually, as much yeah. as I recently did. Yeah. But, uh, it really but it's is. very true. Somebody said, the, really, the Bible is just a story about what one man did to have a family that he could love. Wow. Oh, my God. And that's what God did. Man. I, I don't think there's anything more. I was about to just say, that's kind of a Put the plane on the, on the ground right, right there, right? man. Huh? What other metaphor can we come up with? Hey, thank you all so much for having Stick me. Stick the landing. I no. have enjoyed being Dang, here. We're glad to. How, well, and, tell us how uh, we can find yeah, you online. Yeah, how can we find you online, social media? Hey, so, um, so my counseling uh, service is called Life Counseling here in Lafayette. And I'm actually just moving into River Ranch. Still affordable pricing. Um, <laughs> but might be a tagline. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. So Life Counseling, um, lifecounselingla.com, or, of course, Life Counseling on Facebook. And uh, But, yeah, if I can ever help in any way, I would love to do that. Are you on Instagram also? Or uh, yeah, more, you know, my wife Facebook does though. that. Yeah. Okay. But mostly Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, and one truly a, um, a great guy to work with, humble, fun, and funny, um, and very insightful. Mm. So please uh, feel free if you ever just need need those kinds of services. David Bodwanger, he's your guy. Yeah, that's David Bodwan, B A U D O I N. That's yeah. right. I have misspelled that a few times. So yes. I wanted to make yeah, sure. You tried to spell Boudin the other day. I said, no, no, no. He is. <laughs> Wait, that no, was you spelling like boudin. boudin. No. I think you were hungry at the time. I don't eat the boudin, but that's all. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you so much for, for hey, being yes, here with thank us. Thank you. Dave. appreciate you just making great. the time yep. because this was good. I think it, it fell in line. I mean, Oof. looking at the time here, we may have to break this into two parts, but that's great. That's all right. I think yeah. that'll uh, definitely, we gave some value tonight. So I hope you guys took some notes. Go back and re-listen to this episode and take some notes because I think there's a lot of good stuff in here that David just dropped on us for free. So I think that's pretty affordable, oh wouldn't you, Scott? Mm. To, all it costs was a little time. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right, brother. Well, thanks again, Dave. Hey, Appreciate absolutely. your time, You're buddy. welcome. All right. Well, for the Wolf and the Captain, we're, uh, we're out of here. Y'all have a uh, great week and catch up soon. Amen. Be good.